Random Inks Productions and the Credible Nerds present The Fourth Taviran, a Wheel of Time podcast. The Wheel of Time turns, and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become legend. Legend fades to myth, and even myth is long forgotten when the age that gave it birth comes again. Let the dragon ride again on the winds of time. Welcome everyone to the 4th Taviran Podcast. We got a special treat for you this time. We'll be breaking down the recently released teaser trailer that was released earlier this week, about three or four days ago. And you can find it on YouTube on the Amazon Prime channel as well as any fan channel that's been doing breakdowns and trailer reactions. It's all over the place on YouTube, so you can check that out and on on social media as well. But uh, we'll be looking at the... Amazon Prime official YouTube channel for the trailer. And there's lots of good stuff in this trailer. I think um, we'll have a lot to talk about for this episode. And I'm looking forward to breaking it down with my fellow Taviran. Uh, we do have, as usual, uh, my good buddy Mark here. Hey guys, how's it going? And we have a special guest who was also part of the crew on our recent appearance on the podcast a thon for the Wheel of Time a couple of weeks ago. We have Kyle who's back. Hey, nice to be on. We're glad to have you, Kyle, and glad to have Mark back with us again. And we'll be, like I said, breaking down this trailer. First off, we just have some, we just want to talk about some initial reactions to this long-awaited trailer. I mean, I started reading the series back in 96 and pretty much since then have, you know, imagined what it'd be like uh, seeing it on the movie screen or the TV screen or something some type of live action series. So here we have it finally, however, however many years later. So we'll be talking about that. Um, for you, Mark, what were some of your first reactions and seeing this new trailer pop up and getting, getting your first view of it? I think my first reaction was pretty good, right? I mean, we've been waiting for this for forever. The last thing we ever saw from this was that insane, uh, right? Yeah. Like, prequel or you know what i mean but to to the show ages ago and it was just terrible um the one with but, billy zane yeah with billy zane. That, that was a good part but you know i mean other than that it was just it was just terrible and so you know we finally get to see something of a trailer everyone's been waiting for this i know you know covid delays you know x y and z happened and there's just i mean you you can't have more controversy around a movie i don't feel like or a show a tv series and it kind of blew my mind, right? We got to see some really cool things. I mean, we got to see some Midrill. We got to see a little bit of a Trolloc. We got to see, you know, some of our favorite characters come to life. And and that was really neat. I, I enjoyed that. I was excited for it. There's a lot of sequences in there that I'm just like, whoa, what's going on here, right? Like my mind's, you know, racking through my brain, trying to find what where that might have been. And yeah, I was really excited about it. I thought the trailer is really w- well made. Uh, I think that it was enough to get old time readers happy and it's enough to get people that have never seen it excited. Yeah, I agree. Some good stuff there. For you, Kyle, what were your first impressions on seeing this trailer? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of similar to, to Mark there. The, the first time I watched it through, it was, it was really pretty you know, pretty satisfied. It was, it was a lot of great sequences, lots of, lots of great callbacks to the book. I felt, 
and and it um, really kind of scratched an itch that you know similar to what you know you mentioned earlier, Justin, that I was I've been hoping to see on the on you know, on a movie or a television series for a long, long time, and and so you know definitely you know some great things you got to see. I really liked the the Murdral and the the Trollocs, right? Those were always fun and. And I, I wish we would be able to see a little bit more of the talk, and I'm sure we'll be able to see more um, when when it actually comes out. But um, yeah, I mean, overall, I really liked it, and I spent some time trying to place a lot of the scenes, right, and trying to figure out where they were in the books. And and by and large, I I was able to kind of find most of it, and there there are definitely some question marks for me with some of those, but kind of adds to the intrigue of a trailer. And I thought they overall they did a really good job. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, one of the, so like Mark alluded to a lot of the controversy with the casting and stuff. And for, we talked about it in previous episodes on the show, but um, for us, it was more like, it was new to us. We had to adjust to it, get used to it. And I was wondering, you know, how is this going to work when I see it on the screen, as well as these actors outside of um, Moraine and Lan never really heard of them before. A lot of them are new, are younger actors, which is great. But so we just didn't, there's a lot of unknowns. And in seeing the trailer, that was one of the questions that was answered for me is I, I bought into, oh yeah, that looks like Rand. Yep, that's Rand, that's Matt, um, that sort of thing. Still some questions, but um, I think that answer, that questioning was like, was was given. So. I was glad that was my big reaction, big takeaway from like, okay, I can buy into this. And I was, I was happy for that. Uh, one of the questions we've often asked on our podcast and previous episodes is um, when does this, and how many books is this first season, just book one? We've heard that it's book one and book two. So there were some questions that way. And the day after the trailer aired, um, there was a Q&A on social media with uh, fans asking questions of Rosamund Pike, who plays Moraine, as well as Rafe Judkins. And uh, a couple of our questions that we've had in the past have were answered here. And so I want to read the first one that I was happy to see, or at least get an answer. Um, let me see if I can find it here. It's, it's talking about how many books does this first season cover? says, how much will season one cover? Book one or spread across several books? It looks amazing. And Rafe answers, season one will cover book one plus some of book two and even book three, but also not all of book one as some of it is in season two. Cryptic enough? Uh, it makes sense. What do you think? How, do you, how are they going to pull that off with some of book one, book two, book three, but some of book one is going to be in season two? Like, how do uh, they manage that? I don't know. See, I, I kind of struggle with that because, I mean, in book two, theoretically, they've already, you know, encountered the eye of the world, right? And he's already tapped that Sidene source and, and you know, in book two with the Horn of, you know, looking for the Horn of Valir. After that, uh, I don't know how they, maybe they do it through flashbacks? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think we'll see a lot of weird flashbacks. Um like that i think we'll see a lot of uh the stuff with um uh balzaman you know 
uh, happening in season two that you just can't fit into season one, especially mm-hmm. because I remember reading the book and I remember being a little confused, like what is going on with this uh, Alzaman, you know, and I don't even know, like he's chasing him in their dreams and like rats are attacking him. Like, I just didn't understand. But because I had the in-depth knowledge of the book, I wasn't super lost, but I was like confused. So I think in a, in a TV series, you just can't explain enough. So I could imagine some of that getting pushed off until some of the story has been solidified for us. It's, you know, got a little bit more of a base because, I mean, you have to assume a large amount of your viewership has never read the books and they're not going to read the books. So, you know, you've got to get presented in a way that will make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I was looking at in watching the trailer from what we've seen, we see a piece about with Loghain. He's been captured and, uh, being held by the, the red Aes Sedai. And we don't really get that in the book other than them taking him to Camelin. He's arriving in the cage and he laughs and he disappears from, from view. We hear about him off screen, like early in the early chapters, Moraine's, I believe she's talking about with Tom, you know, the, the false dragon, Loghain's been captured or something to that effect. And but I think we're gonna see that though like we'll switch perspectives and go to that place where they capture him. So it won't be just dialogue of stuff off screen. We'll see some of that I'm guessing. And then we'll see him escape. I I don't know. I just think there's going to, they're going to mix a lot of the storylines and condense them. So there's multiple things happening at once while the books are linear, you know, they starts out two rivers, they escape, they go to Camelin, then they go up to, the eye of the world. That's all just one long story. There's no other point of view, but I think they'll bring in the stuff that we're not seeing. That's maybe in book two and three. I don't know. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I mean, you can see scenes from book two in the trailer too. I mean, they've got shots of Alana Mosfani in there, right? And I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of book two content, and so I think that would make sense with the flashbacks and other things like that. And and instead of having it be strictly linear like it is in the books kind of have simultaneous content going on. Yeah. I just, I've heard they're cutting out Camelin. The whole, the, the go, the group goes to Camelin. They meet loyal and Elaine and the Galad and Gawain and all those people. I've heard they're cutting that out. I don't, I don't see how that's going to work. I don't agree with that. Uh, That's kind of a, a pivotal moment of the book. I mean, that's where, in the books, I mean, that's where Elaine meets Rand. That's kind of where the things kind of start off with that whole relationship. And that's, you know, you know, with, with Elaine's relationship with Rand in the end, that's maybe they take care of that in a, in a flashback in season two. I don't know. Or, or have you heard that it's completely cut out? Just that it's not in season one. Okay. So maybe I, it is I can see two. it be a flashback. Like, you know, they meet again in season two or something like that. And they're like, oh, we met. And then they, everyone looks at Rand and Rand's like, oh, I didn't tell you. And then it does some weird flashback, you know, because I, I get it. It is a pivotal moment to the story. But to keep the story going, it's kind of weird, right? Because you meet these guys and then you don't see them for a long time. And then they're back. You know, they get reintroduced to the book with Elaine and, and things like that. But at the time, they, they just meet them right? You don't understand how important it is until much later. So I can understand, I can see how you could introduce that later and yeah. still keep it, keep it going. And same with men, right? They meet men on their way too, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's cut out as well. Cause 
it, it just doesn't mean a whole lot right now, but it will later. Yeah. When does she, when does men meet up with the group? Cause they when meet in Barillon. Yeah. And then what? They don't then, see her then, for the rest of the book, right? Yeah. They don't see her till like, um, geez, I don't remember. I, Swan, um, Moiraine brings her somewhere and then she meets up with him again, right? Oh, the, she brings her to the white, uh, to the white tower. And we see her again when Matt goes there to get cleansed. Okay. That's a book too. Uh, I think you're right. I think you're right. So, yeah. So it's just things like that. Like, you know, like while the meeting's important, that's something you could throw in later. Like, oh yeah, I did meet them. I didn't tell you because we were running for our lives and Matt was going crazy with this knife, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. One thing though, is I think they're going to have to be able to bring in loyal at some yeah. point. Yeah. Right. And he does and- the way gates. Right, because he knows the way gates. He he he's the navigator in that sense, right? And mm-hmm. so, without the Camelin scene, they're going to have to find a way to bring in Loyal, because he's mm-hmm. he is pivotal in in book one. Because he's the eye of the world, right? He goes to the eye of the eye of the world with him. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And in the trailer, we see them going to a way gate. It's not in Camelin. It's in this field, right? And he's got to be there to work it. But uh, there is a second trailer. So the question is, will there be a second trailer? And Rafe says, yes, and longer. Then he asks us, what's the thing you'd like to see most in it? So I guess we can answer that, ask that question too. You know, what do we want to see in this second longer trailer? Um, For me, I think I'd like to see more Trollocs. We saw them, but they were in the background. They were blurry. I, I can get why they want to save that because that's going to be awesome. But maybe just a glimpse of that. And then I want to see some Aiel. I mean, if they're covering books two and one and two and part of three, I mean, we see the Aiel by then. Yeah. So I want to see that. I want to see, we saw a glimpse of the wolf. Probably, I'm assuming it's Hopper and Perrin. I want to see more of that. And Perrin Golden Eyes is what I want to see. So yeah. For you, Kyle, what would you want to see in this second longer trailer? Maybe I missed it, but I didn't see much of Tom. Uh, yeah, I don't think we saw Tom at all. That's you know, point. and Tom, I really want to see Tom. I want to see his, you know, just, just how he handles himself, his code. I mean, he's kind of the, I mean, he's a bard, obviously, but he's kind of the, you know, one of the major, major characters as well. So I want to see more of Tom. I want to see the Ogier, right? I kind of wanted to see Camelin. Camelin's one of my favorite parts of the book. I'm not going to yeah. lie, but. Mine too. Uh, probably not going to be part of season one, so that's okay. But I think those are those are really the uh, you already said the Trollocs. I really want to see the Trollocs because that's going to be. I really want to see how they're interpreting those. Those, those have always been, you know, a very interesting part and kind of a a play on. I mean, everybody kind of equates them to the orcs and Lord of the Rings, right? But but I mean they're they're really pretty different, and I really yeah. want to see how they're interpreting it and, and the different types of Trollocs that they actually bring through. What about for you, Mark? Two things. One of is, is more of a nostalgia. Um, I want to see Nar. Nar. Is that his name? Nar, yeah. I want to see, I, I want to hear him talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nar. Oh yeah. Nar, yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> uh, I want to hear him talk because we never see it again ever. Nar. And, uh, <laughs> um, but that's more nostalgia. And then this other one, aside from all the, you know, like I think, 
came in and, and all this stuff is perfect. I, I agree with that. I think everyone wants to. Um, I would say the children of light, especially Jeffrey Bornhold and Bayer. Uh, Jacob Bayer, is that his name? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Joaquin, or not, it's uh, the kid or the Jarrett Bayer. Jarrett Bayer uh, and Jeffrey son. Bornhold, the, the son. Or not the son. Jeffrey Bornhold was the dad, right? And he gets killed at Falm. Yeah. Um, but I want to see him. Uh, I want to see the children of the light, what they look like. I mean, I, I get that we all imagine Templars. You know, that's what I imagine and I see them. Yeah. But they just, they're built up to be these, you know, such zealot fanatics. I, I'd like to see them. You know, I want to see what they look like, you know. And is it, are, are we going to see something more regal, like a Pedro Nile type children of light? Are we going to see something a little darker, you know, kind of like, you know, these dark paladin type type characters. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, we, we get both. Um, I didn't see anything about them, but, you know, I just I think it'd be neat to see them in their full plate mail and regal as can be. I don't know. I just excites me to see that. Yeah, I really I really to your point, And that's something I totally forgot. I really hope that we see them. But we, we see I hope they look really regal and clean and bright and like yellow and gold kind of a thing that's how i've always pictured them but that we see kind of the the dark zealot fanaticism that drives a lot of their their interactions with the different folks inside of inside of the world and so i hope they kind of show both parts there mm-hmm. oh and what about uh pad and fane pad and fane yes i didn't see anything with pad and fane in there either yeah, he wasn't in this trailer. And he's big, right? I mean, especially in these first books, he's big. He kind of disappears like after, you know, the fight of, uh, you know, when they save um, the two rivers. Uh, and he kind of just disappears a little bit. But, you know, yeah, he's there, right? He's He's got to be a major part. So especially books one and two. Yeah. Him. Yeah, he follows them to the borderlands. And he, mm-hmm. he's there. They capture him, put him in jail, right? Mm-hmm. And he's the one that tells him to go to Falm. So I, and I know he's cast, so I'm sure he'll show up in, in these first yeah. and he's that, scenes. Yeah, I mean, he's in, right, book one, he gets Mashadar. Is that what it is? Yeah. That Mashadar gets, gets into him. Yeah. And that's a good segue to one of my favorite things about the trailer is the Shadar Logoth, right? We see a little bit. We see a little bit of Mashadar. We see the dagger, and just them in that city. And it pretty much looks like how I imagined it, for the most part. You know, this huge city that's empty and stone and stark, and you got this shadow chasing you. So, really happy to see the scenes that I saw there. Yeah, a lot of things. I mean, I think we could go on and on, right? What we, couple things we want to see, but yeah, I think uh, of all of them, it's got to be Camelin. I mean, people want to see that. That's Mm-hmm. The first big city. I think we saw the White Tower in it, right? Is that what that was? Yeah. yeah. Which was weird because I was like, that doesn't look like Camelin. It seems like a Camelin Tower, but I would thought that the White Tower would be more powerful, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it wasn't quite as large as I thought it was was going to be. And yeah. I mean, it, it was big, but it wasn't like I always pictured it to be way taller and yeah, like and wider. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, definitely wider. Yeah, they do show it because we see Dragon Mount in the background there for a minute. 
And yeah, that was my first thought too. Is like, uh, that's the white tower. Um, in the books, it's way taller than that. And it's, this is like pretty shorter and squatter, I would say. Well, the, the white tower in the books was very, very tall and I don't know, skinnier, I guess. Well, and the pictures in the, in the white book show it to be more squared, right. As opposed to round. Mm-hmm. And so that it was, that's why I was like, that doesn't really look like the white tower, but I think it is right. Yeah. Cause then we got to see, you know, the seven Ajas, we got to see uh, Swan Sanche. I did like seeing the Ajas in the white tower. Um, that was cool. It was pretty much the inside looks kind of what I was always imagined it to be with it. Uh, the columns and the different levels, things like that. So that was good. One of our earlier thoughts that we've had throughout this, since the show was announced is, uh, was answered in these questions as well. What is the show going to be rated? Will people, people be able to watch it with their teenagers? And Rafe answers, people should certainly be able to watch with their teenagers. And I did see something on, I think it was Amazon prime. They have it, the show, placeholder already listed and they have it listed as tv 14 so i i like that because i do want to watch it with my kids and see if they like it and kind of share that experience with them so i'm excited about that should we make a bet right now i bet that changes around season five or six yeah i can see it changing i agree i agree especially when um when rand starts becoming far more unstable Right when, uh, when you start getting a lot of those events, to your point, that happened around around those books, I agree. Mm-hmm. So one thing that is curious, and it's the first scene we see in this trailer, is we have Egwin and Nynaeve standing on the edge of a cliff, and she pushes Nynaeve pushes Egwin into the water off the cliff. It's not a huge cliff, but and then she's seen later throughout the trailer just floating along the stream that she's in the river that she's in. And we were talking about it before then it's like, uh, this scene's not in the book. So what's, you know, what is this part about? I, I think it's, we were thinking maybe it's a flashback to another time. I don't know. What do you guys think? I was thinking and, and naive before this whole thing happens, naive's the wisdom, right? She's the wisdom of the village. Right. And from what I recall, I think she was kind of helping Egwene kind of do a lot of this, a lot of similar things. Yeah. And perhaps that was an exercise of some sort to help her, I guess, you know, become more in tune with, you know, the traits of a wisdom. Right. And, you know, and, and because Nynaeve was the wisdom, we all know, you know, that that eventually becomes her block with, you know, having to be angry to use the power, right? Yeah. And so I'm wondering if that scene may have been a flashback to before Moraine and Lan come to the village and Egwene is um, essentially training with Nynaeve to, you know, inherit some traits of the wisdom. Yeah, that's a good point. Because, you know, they didn't have the formal training of the White Tower or Aes Sedai. So they just kind of learned on their own out there in the boonies where they were at in the two rivers. So maybe that was the two rivers way of training the next wisdom or your apprentice is to do that. And we did point out, we did talk about how with um, Saidine, 
the the way it's described in the books to access it is kind of like you're in a river with lots of rapids and it's rough water and you got to reach through it and go along with this crazy torrential river and so it's interesting that they're showing us well this is how perhaps the wisdom trained their apprentices was this symbolism of a river and that was interesting so i don't because with the i said i it's a they train their novices and stuff to access the power by imagining a flower opening up or something to that effect right so it's i wonder if it's a i would assume it's a deliberate symbolism that they're using there maybe we're just reaching uh, that was addressed in one of the questions. I'll just talk about that real quick. Is um, someone asked him about that? Ask Rafe Judkins about that. Um, what about this scene with the river with Nynaeve and Egwene? What does that mean? He basically said, "I'll answer that at the end of the season one." So it's a mystery. Well, that's interesting. So I think yeah, it is a deliberate. <clears throat> it is a deliberate decision to to do that to show that. So, I mean, that, that's the thing is, I mean, you think about those, those parallel comparisons to wielding the power, both on the male and female side, the male is, is, you know, to your point, you, you wade into the river and you control it, right? You, you grab hold and you control it and you, you essentially force it to do what you want it to do. Yeah. Right. Whereas the female half, it is to your point, opening up to the, you know, to the flower, but you, you, you don't force it, you let it go through you to and, and you maneuver it right and so maybe maybe that's that's what it is so given that she's floating down the river she's letting the river take her yeah. where it needs to be maybe it's her doing her testing ah uh, yeah no that's a good point i don't know right that's just a thought i had you know testing know. with i said i no when or she tests to become a a wisdom um, no when she tests to become, when she goes oh. through a test to become accepted. Okay. Yeah. But that's not till book season three, right? Yeah. No, that's season two, right? Two, season two, yeah. Yeah, yeah two. so it, it could be there because we're getting some of two. So I don't know, but I mean, hard to say. Yeah. Well, and there's that scene where she's in the water with the different colors on it and she comes up out of it with. It looks to me like it's representative of the different ajas. Mm -hmm. She comes up out of it. And if you look closely at that first scene on her dress, her dress is stained with those colors. So maybe it could be then. Yeah. That would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah. Because the accepted dress, dresses have all the colors on them. Yeah. And they're plain. They're a little yeah. bit more plain. Right. <clears throat> That's a good point. Because aren't the is the novice there first, right? Novice, yeah. They just have plain. I think it's just white. white. Yeah. So yeah. maybe they go into this pool with their white dress. And they come out colored. Well, she was never tested. I said I right. She True. was only ever yeah. accepted. So, True. but I, even when you're accepted, you don't necessarily choose an Aja yet. True. Yeah. Right, you, you still have to do the hundred weaves and everything else like that through the Aes Sedai test. Yeah, it's interesting. It's good to speculate. I do like the opening scenes in the two rivers at Emmons Field. You know, you got the the inn that we see, the green, they're in the bar, Matt, Perrin, and Rand are sitting at a table just hanging out. You know, you see this 
simple life, kind of like what we saw with uh, Fellowship of the Ring and the Hobbits and Hobbiton. They're all just, you know, living the good life before the darkness comes. And I like that. It kind of shows you what the, where they're at in their lives and what, they, what they're going to lose by going on this adventure. We do see Moraine using the power and as well as um, another sister healing Moraine using the power. And we see, we actually get to see the weaves as they're using the power. What do you guys think about that? Is that kind of what you imagined or is that a good portrayal of weaves and the one power? Yeah, I mean, th- I think for what we saw, the quick we saw, it's good. It's good. I think something like a full-fledged battle, it could be problematic because <laughs> are we going to be able to see anything <laughs> except yeah. weaves? Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think it's interesting. Um, it'll be neat to see what happens is like, you know, we're seeing the hundred weaves that get put together or we're seeing, you know, battles and stuff like that, you know, as opposed to a really quick half a second scene. So I don't know. I think it's got potential. I want to see more of it before I really give a, a grade on it. But from what we saw, it was good. I agree. I think, uh, I mean, by and large in the trailer, they were all just, they just like all look like white smoke, you know, and and that's okay. I mean, you know, the really we just saw flashes from the trailer, and that that's fine. I, I would hope, and I, I agree with you, Mark, that before I would say, "Oh, yeah, yeah, they're awesome," or "It's terrible," I want to be able to see the, you know, the what are they, the five elements, right? Being able to be woven and be able to tell them apart, so that we can, you know, to your point, when they're doing stuff like the hundred weaves and other things like that, you can see how they're weaving these things together and how they can, you know potentially screw it up right because i mean in, in in books down the road you know where avienda starts taking apart weaves right and you know really bad things happen you know i think that's in, that would be interesting to be able to see one how it's actually woven together to create um you know what, whatever they're trying to create and two how uh you know being able to see the different parts of the weave and and what what parts constitute those five different elements and so mm-hmm. and how complicated will they get with it because right. once you get naive like working with compulsion and you know picking apart compulsion and stuff it's like okay how, how deep do we really need to get into this you right. know i don't want i don't know if i want to watch somebody doing surgery you know on with oh. but um but i want something more than just like a fireball appear out of nowhere too Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And will you be able to tell the differences between the weaves? You know, will there be earth be one color, air one color, or are they all just going to be the same color? Right. If, I don't know. Yeah. Good questions. Um, so I'm looking at on IMDb at the cast list and how many episodes there these people are appearing in. And so we got the main... The main group, Moraine, Rand, Perrin, Nynaeve, Swan, Matt, Egwene, Min, or not Min. So those first names were six episodes. Min is only three episodes. Loyal is one episode. Loyal is Mas- only one episode. Yeah. Master Grinwell. <laughs> uh, he's uh, Elsie Grinwell, his dad. Uh, one episode. Alana, one episode. Basil Gill, he's a Camelin guy, right? 
Yep. In Keeper. He's there for one episode, so maybe they will go to Camelin. Yep. Yeah, he's like the he and he's in quite a few episodes through time, right? I mean he shows up yeah. every now and then. Yeah. Jeff from Bornhall, one episode. Land says Land's only in one episode. That makes no sense. Land's only in one episode? According to this. But that's gotta be wrong. Got, Land has to be. I mean, he's with him the whole way. Yeah. Through the eye of the world. I mean, it looks like we will see. I'm looking to, sorry. It looks like we will see um, the Children of Light, right? Because it shows Eamon Valda, Jeffrey mm-hmm. Bornhold, uh, all cast. Yeah. Tom is only in one episode, which I don't like that. Oh, this is, yeah, that's bizarre. This is Aram, the tinker guy that takes up the sword. He's listed as one episode, which is, I think, appropriate for season one. Mm hmm. So we, it looks like we'll see the Tinkers, the traveling people. Yeah, those are the big names that stick. Pat and Fane, one episode. <laughs> so those are the big names. But I'm, I'm surprised that Swan is six episodes and then uh, Leon, the, the Keeper, is only one episode. So maybe these are just not correct. Yeah. And if they're only listed for six episodes, does that mean season one is only six episodes long? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. That's, that's what it, impl- it implies. They got to be at least you know, what forty-five minute episodes, though. I would imagine. <laughs> it better be, better be an hour. Let's see what else do we see here? We see the scenes with Logan are curious. Um, sounds like he's going to be a big player, at least in the first little bit, which I think is good because when they brought him up and the, when they mentioned him in the books, I was like, "Who's that again?" You know, I had no idea, and I didn't understand the concept of, of a false dragon until much later in the books. So I think if they can establish the importance of the dragon and a false dragon and what they do to a, a false dragon, then that gives more danger to Rand. And when he starts to access the power, you're like, oh, oh he's going to be like that other guy that we saw, Loghain, and we saw what happened to him, you know. So I like I like how they could potentially – compare and contrast the two and why it's important or why it's a big deal that Rand is able to access the power later on. Okay. Here's the nerd question for you guys. If you guys are true nerds, besides Loghain and, and Mazram Tame, name one other false dragon. I forget his name, but they do mention it. There was another guy that they, they killed him, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know offhand. Um, you said not Mazram Taim, right? Yep. Neither of those two. Besides the two, name one other one. Oh, there's one that started with Y. Mm-hmm. Yurian? Y- is that what it is? Yeah. Yurian. Yurian Stormbow. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Yep. The one I know is Guire Amala- Was it Amalazan? Amalasian? Amalasan. However you say his last name. Mm-hmm. Isn't and he, I think he's the one that uh fought against um uh Hawkwing. Or oh. Hawkwing. All right, now I'm now I'm googling it. Now I have to see. Yeah, Rowland Darksbane. I remember hearing about him. Oh, yep, yep, he's the other one. I think there's I don't remember if there's more that are ever named, but who knows? Well, I think if you're talking all the way back to Arthur, Haw- Arthur Hawkwing, I think there's more than just the four of them, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder. And I've also wondered too if he would like Guire Amalazan was 
he was a true a, a true false dragon because Arda Hawkwing was made to be a a, a Taverin, right? Yeah. And Taverin are only there to correct the pattern. So it seems like Wire Amalasan was was put into motion to make the pattern out of whack. So I'm not sure if he'd really been a, a real dra- like he was like I don't think he was a false dragon like Loghain was a false dragon like you know the pattern was trying to find a dragon so pushed him out and it was too early you know Loghain says that in the last book he's like I was just too early you know mm-hmm. um, but Guire Amalasan he was like there to destroy the world right and so the pattern made Hawkwing a Taverne to counter that but it seems like that Guire would have been anyways that's neither here nor there that's just me thinking <laughs> <laughs> that's more like Hmm, seems like the dark side, you know, the dark one had something to do with that as opposed to the pattern. Huh. Yeah, could be. That's a good point. I in looking through the trailer, there's a lot of good stuff, but there's nothing really like we're just seeing glimpses of, of these things we've read about for years. We're not really seeing a, a storyline or a theme. I mean, a lot of it seems to be focused around Winter Night, the that first battle with them when the Trollocs come to Eamon's Field. A lot of it's that, and then a lot of it's Loghain. They capture him, and yeah, I think that's, then we see just other flashes and sequences that aren't, we see a little bit of Shadar Logoth, but we really don't see a lot. We see enough that's cool. We're like, oh yeah, that's what uh, land's gonna look like, or that's gonna be Moraine and stuff. But outside of those initial glimpses, there's not a lot of substance, I would say, which is good. Yeah. I mean, I want to wait for the show. I hate watching trailers that tell you the whole story before you even see the movie. That is true. We kind of already know the story anyway. It's just how much are they going to change? For me, it was enough to get me excited. You know, it was enough to get me excited and I want to watch it. And I was really worried for that first trailer, you know, for this first trailer. And I was really worried that I was going to see it. And I was going to be like, this sucks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But but point. I didn't. I didn't, right? There are some things that I had questions about, but by and large, I'm excited. And I've read the books books multiple times. And so I, I I'm glad that at least from the initial get-go, it seems like they're they're doing a decent job. Yeah. You know, the one thing that I didn't like, and this is just a super fan getting into it. Um that Swan Sanche and Maureen look mid 40s 50s because that's exactly how old they are but you should look at them and see an ageless face yeah that you don't know how old they are right but they're aged and so i'm like okay i mean but they shouldn't look that way they're young for eyes that i and they they should have agelessness that makes them look younger than than mid 40s right or you know mid forties, early fifties. And, but that's exactly what I saw when I saw him, you know, Rosamund bike and, and so on. She looks, they didn't do anything right there to, to bring that age down. And that kind of took it away from me a little bit, but that's just a super fan, right? It is what it is. And then the other thing is when we see Rand Perrin and um, Matt sitting in there joking around, you know, in the, in the tavern and stuff. I mean, these are field boys, you know, they're, they grew up in the field. They, you know, I didn't get the field field boys vibe from them like these guys have spent 18 years on the 16 years however long on the field working day in day out 12 15 hour days you know what i mean i didn't see that when i saw that scene 
So anyways, that, that was just some aesthetics is the only things I didn't like. And I had to pick them out is when I went back and was like, okay, what am I not getting that I should be getting? And those were the two things that really stuck out to me. So I know it's nitpicky for me. And, but I think those are valid points. Cause I did notice them too. I was like, that doesn't look like an ageist look to me. That looks like normal. And cause it, what people see, I said, I, and they immediately know because of two things, the ring and the ageless look, those two things. Right. And I didn't get that from what we saw in the trailer. Maybe they're still editing it a little bit and we'll see it later. But, uh, so there's that. And then, like you said, I asked a, a couple of friends like, you know, Hey, you're not a fan of wheel of time. You've never read the book. What do you think of, the, of this trailer? And they're like, Oh, that's pretty cool. They liked it overall. But one of the comments was, it looks kind of CW to me because there's no dirty clothes or, you know, dirt under the fingernails. And like you said, the, you don't, you can't tell that these guys have been working in the fields. All their, all their clothes are clean. They, they're hiking for days and their clothes are nice type thing. No wear and tear, no dirt, no lived in look. And, you know, with universes like Star Wars and uh, Lord of the Rings, you get that lived in look. And we didn't really see that here. And that's, that's, uh, I think that's a good point, you know? So, I mean, I asked myself a question though, like how do you pull off as as a director or as a, you know, as a filmmaker, how do you pull off that ageless look? Do you just, do you, do you take the actress or the actor, or excuse me, the, 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 the actor and like CGI their face younger kind of a thing or like, how, how do you do that? I'm just curious because I've always, I've always pictured an age just look a certain way, but, but to be honest, if I was asked to explain it, it'd be like, well, it's ageless, <laughs> yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I, and I think it's hard to, right. I mean, I, unless you cast specific people, I, I don't think you can get away with it. You know, like if you can't cast a, who is it? Brinkley right that we all like saw 50 years ago and she still looks young christina brinkley then it would be like oh okay there you get it you know unless you cast characters like that i i don't know if you can so that's a good point too but it's just tough when i'm like thinking agelessness and i see exactly the age of what i expect to see you know yep yeah it would have to be some cgi screen or cover to I, I would think you just smooth out the face. You can tell they're older, but yet they look like they're younger than what they are. So you can't tell because they're they're older, but they're younger. He's like, well, how old are they? You know, that, that's the question that should come to your mind is how old is this person? Yeah. I can't tell, but we could tell. Yep. So that's a good point. That's a good point. But yeah, like you said, it's nitpicky. And I think if Rosamund Pike and all the other, I said, I do a great job. We won't care as much I'm just like oh well they didn't get that right but she's pretty awesome mm-hmm. so we'll see but yeah so the the series premieres november 19th so it's september so we got just over two months be good and i've heard they're debuting they're releasing the first three episodes right off the bat so you can binge watch them and then after that it'll be a weekly release so they'll have all the episodes out by christmas by christmas yeah not sooner depending how many there are so it'll be quick but i know they're filming season two so hopefully we'll get season two this time next year fall next year right that won't be too bad yeah that'll be good 
I, I'll be honest. I really hope there's more than six episodes. There's probably not, but I hope there's more than six. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a quick season. That was very quick. How many episodes do we get of Stranger Things? Like eight or nine, right? Yeah. So I just I'm looking it up, and it says there will be eight episodes in the first season. And thanks to Judkins and others sharing on social media, we know the titles of the first six. Oh, okay. Okay. Eight. I feel better with eight. Yeah. I if it's eight hour long episodes, yes. If it's eight, you know, uh, we're ta- if it's eight episodes, is the length of Mandalorian? No way. Yeah. Right. That, I mean that. That's what I think. I mean, it's got to be, you know, Game of Thrones length. When you saw a full season of Game of Thrones, you're like, oh man, I watched a lot and I got a lot. Mm-hmm. It should. It, that's what I should feel like, not eight 30 minute ones. Yeah, totally agree. All right. Any final thoughts on the trailer, what we've seen, what we have to look forward to? When does the next one come out again? The next trailer? The next trailer, yeah. Uh, they haven't said. So. They haven't said? Okay. I imagine probably next month. Hey, this looks good. I'm going to watch it. We're going to have a big watch party, right? And yeah. no matter what, we're going to have a watch party. If the next trailer comes out and it's the most worst trailer we've ever seen, we're still going to have a watch party. <laughs> so we're going to go see it. We're going to see it for what it is. Um, I, I think we, the second ep, the second trailer needs to show some a little bit more, right? A little bit more in-depth stuff, I think, instead of surface. And uh, I'm... I need high hopes for Ran or for Lan. Lan, please, high hopes for Lan. Yeah. What about yeah. for you, Kyle? No, I agree. I uh I want a little bit more depth of the the second one. The first one is enough to get me, you know, satisfied with okay, they're not, you know, dropping the ball here. Um, I think the second one I want to see a little bit more um of, of a few of the characters that we mentioned before, Tom. Um you know, Lan, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fanboy of Lan too. Like Lan is one of my favorite characters. And so I really hope that they, um, they play a lot more with him and even his horse, you know, Mandarb. I really hope yeah. <laughs> like he's a war horse, the, you know, the, you know, the, the interaction between the two, I, they got to do well with that. And so I'm excited. I like you, Mark, I'm, I'm having a watch party <laughs> when that comes out, even if the second trailer stinks, but yeah. Nah, I think it was good overall. Yeah. Lots of questions, but good overall. Yeah. Oh, where's Bella? Come on. Yeah. Where's Bella? Yeah, Bella. Bella come on. They got to have Bella. I I need to see, I think the very first shot of the movie, even if it's in passing, needs to be of Bella. And the very last shot of the entire series needs to be in passing of Bella. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Well, doesn't the book open up with Rand and his dad? And Bella walking into yeah, sounds like or Evansfield. That's what we should see. Yep. Do you think we'll see Luz Theron in the pre the prologue stuff? I bet they do a flashback with Luz Theron. I I don't know that they do the whole like destruction thing, you know, that we see in the prologue, right? But I bet Luz Theron is part of some flashbacks particularly as as the forsaken get introduced yeah mm-hmm. i mean i i sure hope so but that's uh i mean <laughs> that's almost an episode in itself to explain it you know who's the first forsaken that we'll see do you think will, will it be balsaman or will it be someone else it's got to be balsaman right because he's introduced i mean we see him and then we don't see any of them till the end of book one 
So it's got, it has to be him. Um, but if they do some weird flashback with Lucerne, could be Ishmael. Because I don't care what anyone says, Ishmael and Balls and men are different people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> different characters. Different characters. I could. Yeah, different, I... different character. Same person, right? Same soul. But you know, like, you know, Ellen Morin to Dronai, Ishmael, Alzaman, and Morden. I, I got to see different people. That's gonna throw it off for me. If Agreed. I... Okay. Okay. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Yeah. I think same soul, different characters. I agree. Okay. Yep. Well, thanks everyone for joining us on this uh, fourth of Viren podcast. We break down the trailer of the Wheel of Time. Uh, we're looking forward to it, if you can't tell. And definitely listen to our past episodes where we break down the eye of the world, the different chapters, as well as talk about different subjects of of the Wheel of Time and the different uh, organizations there. Uh, we talk about the Aes Sedai, the Children of the Light, the Breaking of the World, lots of cool stuff that we just uh, go on for a little while about and give our our uh, opinions and what we think is important about those different things so check out our past episode we look to continue our chapter reviews here shortly and uh, we want to thank you for for joining us and we'll catch you next time see you guys thanks bye